Welcome back to the Cam Thinks and Hire podcast. I'm Camilla. And I'm Tosin. We hope you enjoyed our first episode. In today's episode, we're going to talk about savings. So initially, we said we will do an episode on uh, budgeting and like traveling. However, we thought that before you are able to travel, you might want to save some money first. Yeah, you're going to need some money to travel, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, the way we're going to structure this podcast is we're going to talk about, like, why savings, you know, how to save, how to make money, um, perhaps, like, bad habits, and um, our recommendations based on our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, why save? Pretty much, you can't predict the future. Um, and living pay to pay is not necessarily safe. Even in mine and Camilla's experience, there's been times where, um, like our work system payroll, it was not working. And if we were living pay to pay and didn't have like some extra cash on the side, then it, it would have been long. So <laughs> having like a emergency fund of some sort is, is very, very smart. Yeah. So, um, also you might want to think about maybe very long time, such as like your retirement. I mean, yes, you're probably so we're also very far away from retirement, but time goes by so fast and, uh, people are living longer, you know, public funds might not necessarily be able to support us all. Um, even private funds can go bad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've seen in the news, BHS, um, Carillion, so even like if you think you're paying into a pension fund, there is still the possibility that these private funds might not work. Funds, yeah, they may go bust. So having your own sort of emergency stash or some type of collateral like property, etc., is is very useful. Yeah, for you. So um, also in terms of savings, um, you might have some targets, and that's why you mo- you might want to save for them. So I don't know, you might want to buy a house in the future. It's never mm-hmm. too early to start thinking about. Um, having the collateral that you just um, Tosin just spoke about, so buy a house, um, start your own business, um, also like holidays, yeah, traveling in general. If you want to book those flights, you're gonna need some money, and also even when you're traveling, it's always good to have like an extra bit of cash, yeah, just in case things go wrong. We're going Asia in June, and we have quite a few internal flights. Mm. So let's say we did, God forbid, miss one of those flights it's going to be useful to have some extra cash planned out just in case we have to... Yeah, and also, you're just like, we're just like so far away from home. And um, you might think like some holidays are so small, so you might not want to save for them, so like maybe continental holidays. However, you just never know what can happen. So it's always good to have um, money saved on the side for that. Now we're going to speak about how to make money. So for me personally, my main source of income has been from working. Um, I've been working since I was 16, mentioned that in the first podcast as well um during sixth form you can work especially during um the very long summers that you may have Mm. that we can finish our exams in like may june time and then from june up until september you can pick up like a full-time job um work from that save from that yeah so don't wait till like the when you're free to apply for jobs like Mm. kind of try and apply way ahead of time so i don't know if you're in sixth form and you know you finish your exams in may june you know start applying in april um, if you're in university, just start applying, like, maybe two months ahead of the time that you want to start working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, me and Camilla tend to work quite a bit in, like, the Christmas period. Mm. Um, especially in university, we get, like, a month-long oh. 
Christmas break and that's a really good time to sort of pick up like extra shifts and make some more money yeah and sometimes so right now so both of us our main source of income is through our part-time jobs but I don't know even if you don't have a part-time job and you get money from your parents you can even save from that because I feel like I know quite a lot of people who get a lump sum of money from their parents every month which might be as significant as a part-time job Mm. but you might not think to save from that Mm -hmm. or you might just think you know it's for my parents. I can, I can just spend it and just get yeah. some more again. Yeah. But you can actually just save from that and yeah. um, just kind of get some financial independence. Exactly. Because financial independence does not have to start when you have a million pounds. It could start when you make like... An, a few hundred pounds. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just having some um, money set aside from any, any streams of income. I know some people who even save their student loans. Yeah. So you could do that too. You don't have to spend it all just because um, you didn't earn it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, also in second year, a lot of people tend to get internships um, where they get loads of money through their internships, you know, vacation scheme, mm-hmm. you know, working in banks, I don't know, asset management. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get a lump sum of money. Um, and then because you lack maybe financial discipline, you might not be able to look after that money well, but hopefully... You will soon. Yeah, after we give you these tips. Yeah. So uh, that's a, another source of income. Um, should we move on to, like, bad habits? So yeah. p- maybe, like, things that people do that might hinder them from saving? Um, splashing out on single items instead of sort of growing your savings. Um, like you always say, if you can't buy it ten, ten times. times. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if this is true, but someone was like, oh, like, Jay-Z said that... Ten you- times is a stretch. So I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ten times a lot. Maybe set your own target. But someone said, yeah, that Jay Z said, oh, if you can't buy something ten times, Jay Z's a billionaire. <laughs> Fair enough. But if you can't buy it ten times, then you shouldn't buy it. And I don't know why I've stuck to that. I don't even know if yeah. this is true. I mean, it is a good motto to live by. Yeah. Um, and something that people also fall behind on when it comes to saving is. FOMO. Don't know what FOMO is. It's fear of missing out. Yeah. <laughs> Just because your friends are doing something and because they, you know, have maybe have the capacity to do something, does not necessarily mean that you have to stretch yourself in order to meet up with that. And that could be what you see on social media, etc., etc. Sometimes it's okay to sit things out. I yeah. Mean, like I'm seeing like um. So right now, lots of festivals are coming yeah. out, and lots of people, you know, want to go to lots of festival. But like, is it actually realistic to go to like all of them is it actually a need to go to all of them like i'm not saying obviously you want to make your money and enjoy your money however you might not want to overdo it like you don't want to break the bank Mm -hmm. for just a bunch of events Mm -hmm. you can go you just have to know your limits i guess Mm. and being able to you know go and enjoy certain things and still knowing that you are okay yeah is a better feeling than sort of stretching yourself enjoying for a little bit coming back and thinking Damn. Yeah, and there are other alternatives to actually be able to do both at the same time. So, you, Justin, you've spoken to me quite about like working, yeah, working at, festivals. at festivals. So, I mean, I mean, the wireless lineup this year looks sick, um, but it was quite costly. Um, so, something that a lot of people are not aware of is that you can actually work at these festivals, work on the bar, work with your friends, and um, you'll be able to watch the festival for free. So there's a couple of agencies, I guess we can link them in like the article that will um, follow this podcast that you can join and you can work at like some of the top um, festivals and your friends can work alongside you. You can meet new people and you get to watch the acts for free. So you're getting paid to be there. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't even have to be just within the UK. This can be like outside the UK. Like actually, um, even in terms of like working and enjoying yourself at the same time, like I have a friend who... um, 
works abroad a lot doing like I don't know bar work mm-hmm. or even like working at summer camps mm-hmm. and you can like learn a language whilst working mm-hmm. whilst the accommodation is getting paid for like it's such a good deal mm-hmm. for um the things that you can do um yeah. yeah so get paid to enjoy yourself no definitely so uh probably now like the moment that not the moment but what might be the most important is um how to save mm-hmm. and um the different methods that you can make your money grow when you've saved it so um we speak a lot of, a lot of people speak about budgeting in general and um personally budgeting hasn't worked for me but i mean tossing you've had experiences with it Do you wanna speak um about yeah so i've got like an excel spreadsheet that i got off someone on twitter um and it's been really useful just to plan out where my money is going so i might set aside like xyz for this month i have to admit like camilla i don't follow it um <laughs> but somebody might be able to um but it's good to see where your money is going and it's good for me in terms of like just knowing what areas of my life I have a little bit more leeway on like in a certain month you know yeah I just can't I literally cannot do budgets like I've tried and I feel like every month I tell myself like I'm gonna this is the month I'm gonna start to budget and it never works I don't even like looking at the money I'm spending so what I think is easier for me and might work some people is actually to set saving targets Mm -hmm. so it's like okay you can say like okay a lot of people say like they're gonna save like 10% of their salary a month so that's a good way to start especially if you're not earning that much and you have a lot of um, expenditure um so yeah saving targets so I do mine on a quarterly basis Mm -hmm. or when I know that I'm getting like a lump sum of money I'm like just take a big bunch of it straight away and like put it into something so yeah to me it's easier to do that than budget yeah definitely I do prefer savings targets and using like a um, direct debit on the day that you get paid going mm. straight to your savings account yeah. we will talk about some of the methods of doing that later on and like different apps that you can use to help with that um so kind of force saving and then whatever you want to do with the rest of the money is, is you can yeah you. and you don't have to feel guilty about yeah. like spending your own money you saved so now that we've spoken about how you can save money and let's say you know how much you can save um let's think about ways you can make your money make you money while it sits there just a quick disclaimer we aren't financial experts this is just some um advice that we've gotten from our own personal experience no liability if anything (laughs) happens to your money that's your own (laughs) yeah so um Tossin uses this app called Moneybox. I think that's yeah. a good place to start. Yeah. So Moneybox is an app that you can download on your phone and you have a choice of different ISAs that you can open with them. So if you don't know what an ISA is, it's an individual savings account um, and the government give you like an allowance um, on an ISA per year. Um, well, and you can save without basically being taxed on yeah. any money you make from that savings yeah. just in that account. Okay. So with Moneybox, I opened a stocks and shares ISA and basically... Um, the money that gets put into this account, you're into different indexes and funds, etc. Um, so basically, your money can effectively make you money on the site. And the thing that's really cool about Moneybox is that it takes um, like a roundup of everything you spend. So let's say I spend £2.40 on a coffee, it will take 60p, so to the nearest pound, and it will invest that 60p for me into whatever, basically. And I have a different... I have different choices of what kind of risk level I would like for my stocks and shares ISA. So if I want to be high risk, etc., then it will put it into more riskier investments. And this is just good, a good way of um, investing in things that maybe 
I can't afford to buy like an individual sharing. Yeah. Um, and then later on, I just started putting more lump sums into my Moneybox account um, because you'll find that the more money that you put in, the more money you can make because of compound interest and that type of thing. Mm. So yeah you can also really lose money when things absolutely. are bad recently absolutely. i've lost some money but not like majorly because my risk level is not that high mm-hmm. on like the things that i use also it's a form of passive investment yeah so you're not really less, meant to yeah, look at it yeah it's like more long term yeah like you're tracking an index yeah um, and the thing about though like a um apps that money box is it's not the best for like an emergency fund because mm. in order to withdraw the money out of that account um they'll have to sell your shares and your holdings yeah or whatever. so that takes like a week yeah that can take like one week two weeks so if you need money like asap i would suggest having like another savings separate, account yeah. on the side yeah yeah so uh you money box is good but also, I use Nutmeg. So, Nutmeg basically is similar to Moneybox, but it starts off at a threshold. So, this isn't rounding up anything. So, you actually have a direct debit that's a hundred pounds from a hundred pounds a month and Nutmeg then invests the this money into stocks and shares uh, through ETFs, which is like a passive investment tr- tool. And basically, what ETFs do is that they track like a specific index. So, let's say the FTSE 100 is an index where there's like a hundred different uh, companies. So, Nutmeg uh, using an ETF will buy like a percentage of each of those companies and uh, basically try to recreate their those ETFs are trying to recreate their performance so if that company makes I don't know goes up 5% your ETF goes up 5% if it goes down your ETF also goes down by the same proportion so obviously it's not um, 100% guarantees but here again it's a form of passive investment so you're in it for the long term and it should generally be okay I think and one thing to add the difference between Moneybox and Nutmeg Moneybox you can also do like weekly um, direct de- debits oh, okay. and also monthly direct debits you can set that up yourself so I don't actually use the roundups anymore I do like the weekly and monthly direct mm. debits however with Nutmeg I know that you need you like, can only a certain do, yeah. amount so you need £500 to start the account and you also need to have a strict £100 a month and if you can't put that £100 a month in then you can't have the account yeah. like, you can't so that's the difference if people don't have yeah. like that so this is a more like is this a lot of steeper so yeah. we're, we're, like we're going to move up with these recommendations sort of like level steepness yeah. we should have said that so this is a lot more steeper so um yeah so that's a good one um and then next so if you have maybe a lot more money let's say you have um now you're no, you're no longer in school you have maybe 300 pounds a month that you can spare a really good account is um the first direct regular saver account so that's kind of like the highest uh interest rates in current accounts and what you do is basically you have you can save between 25 to 300 pounds a month and you get 5% interest on that money. So this is also kind of more aggressive because um, you can't take that money out. If you take that money out, you don't get that 5%. um, And you also have to put like, you have to put that basically that amount in. However, this is a lot more, uh, it's a lot less risky. It's like not like Mm. risky at all, basically, because you just, it's only 5%, which isn't a lot of money, but it's better than your become like the interest rates that currently current accounts are offering. So I use that as well. Um, for the first direct regular saber. So um, yes, that's a good one. Um, another thing is a uh, LISA. So basically, a LISA is a lifetime ISA where you can put up to four thousand pounds a year in that account until you're fifty. 
And uh, for every, anything you save in that account, the government adds an extra 25% in that account. So you get a 25% bonus a year. So the maximum bonus is a thousand pounds. So if you save 4,000 pounds, you can literally get a thousand pounds from the government for free. Uh, so that's, I think that's a really good yeah, deal. I think you should give the disclaimer though. You can't yeah. take it out. Yeah, you can't unless, take it out uh, unless you're buying a house. And obviously, unless you're um, going into your retirement. If you want to save to buy a house, personally to me, this is a lot better than the house to help to buy. Um, I something that the government also offers just because you can make a lot more money um, using the LISA, but that's up to you. You should look into it, but I'm only speaking about the LISA because that's what I use. Um, yeah, also, so you don't have to just use it towards, you can just use, you can use it towards your first home. And after you've done that, you can also still use it towards your retirement until you're 50. Um, and then finally, this is something we've done as well, but I wouldn't really recommend this for beginners because it's a lot riskier. So using uh, like just a normal stocks and shares ISA with a provider like Free Trade, iWeb or Hargreaves and Lansdown. Uh, there's lots of providers. You can buy like normal stocks and shares, I guess. Uh, so, you know, select a company that you really like or you think is going to do well um, and then invest in it. But that's just a lot more riskier. So, um it's a bit yeah. of a hit and miss. Mm-hmm. What well, I found it to be a bit of a hit and miss. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So buying individual stocks and shares, I think you have to be a bit more clued up and stay up to date with the news and that type of stuff. Don't invest in cryptocurrency. Oh my god. I mean, I might <laughs> take it from me. Um. Yeah. You don't want to do any type of long term investments in cryptocurrency and that type of thing. Anything that's a bit too volatile. I mean, you might want to, but I think I- you can if you're the type of person that like wants to watch that type of thing constantly mm. like you're up to date with the crypto markets you know what's selling you know when to buy like you're quick with it mm. as opposed to like trying to do like a long term like i'm gonna buy a bitcoin and yeah don't do that <laughs> <laughs> i swear i know one of my friends has really worked for her like mm. but she bought bitcoin like yeah. when it was exactly when it was exactly. unknown and then yeah. she hit like the jackpot i do think cryptocurrency is still the future though mm-hmm. um but it's just you you need more you need to be a bit more clued up i guess exactly yeah. exactly a lot more invested and yeah. um you might not have to do time to do that yeah so we've come to the end of this episode um we will see you in the next episode we won't be announcing what the next episode will be on but be sure that it will be student and graduate related yeah thank you and have a good february bye, bye.